Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Perfect Failure. Today, I'm delighted to say that we have another amazing guest. So my guest today is an integrative energy practitioner specializing in EFT, tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. She guides her clients on a journey of self-healing, breakthrough, obstacles, mental and emotional that are keeping them stuck in pain. So a very, very warm welcome to my perfect failure, Lauren Fonville. How are you, Lauren? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest. I love your, I've, I've, I know I've already said it to you, but I love your room. I get a sense. Thank of, you. Thank you. This is my little, uh, my oasis. Yeah, I get that sense. <laughs> for everybody who can't see, she's got a lovely room. She's got an amazing Buddha in the background, and it just gives you that sense of calm that we're, that we're in a safe place. Yes, that's what, that's what I'm going for. Okay. Calm, relaxing vibes. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, you, well you've, cap- you've captured that 100%. So, yeah. So, Lauren. I'm excited to get into our episode today. So I, I glean from what I know about you that you've been on a, you know, like a, a transformation yourself, but potentially that's happened to you. And now you're working with clients and numerous people sort of all over the, all over the world, helping them transform. But what you're using, I sort of, we, got, we captured maybe a hint in in your bio you're using something called EFT which uh, mm-hmm. I know I know a smidgen about not very much so I'm hoping that you're going to give us some insights into what that is how it works how it's transformed your life and how how you're using it now to transform your clients but what I what would be wonderful maybe is to capture a little bit more of Lauren who you are and what led you on this journey Yeah, absolutely. So my journey really starts with um, when I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress in my life. And that anxiety and stress was taking a physical toll on my body. And I think most people can relate to having a having a physical sensation with their stress, right? So if you ask someone where they carry their stress, there's usually an immediate immediate response to that question, like, oh, I feel it in my neck and my shoulders, or oh, I get tension headaches or something like that. So for me, I get a lot of, I was getting a lot of pain in my neck and, and my shoulders. I have TMJ. I was having TMJ flare-ups. And it was so what's was, TMJ flare up, sorry. TMJ is what with the jaw. The, okay. Okay. The, and yeah, so it's like it's your jaw basically gets really tight and sore, and um, you can have trouble eating. You can't open your mouth all the way. You know, it lock your wow. jaw can lock sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that was that was happening a lot, and it, I was I was the, under stress because my husband was about to deploy. He's in the military, 
and I was going to have to be taking care of two little kids. And I was just really, really overwhelmed and I wasn't taking care of myself and my body, that's how my body reacted. Mm -hmm. And so it's oftentimes I'll say to people, you know, from the lessons I've learned of that is you really need to listen to your body and you need to listen to your body when, when she's whispering to you so that you don't have to hear her scream. And I basically let my body get to a point where it was, where it was screaming yeah. at me. And that led me to a yoga class. And when I went to that yoga class, I saw a flyer for yoga teacher training. And that was really the beginning of my self-healing journey. I went through that and I was introduced to a lot of different people who were involved in different types of energy work. And I learned a lot about meditation and breathing exercises. I was introduced to Reiki and went on to become a Reiki practitioner and then was introduced to EFT tapping and EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And I credit the, the combination of these tools in really helping me move through a very difficult time in my life. And I continued to, to utilize them myself and then study them in more depth and started using them with other people to, to share how powerful these, these tools really are. Wow. Sounds, it sounds like an incredible journey. What, what I was going to um, ask you just before I forget, Obviously, that the situation your husband going to potentially go away on a on a on a on a mission and you having two small children led you to look at these different forms of I guess um, support for you by uh, yoga and yeah. EFT and, and Reiki. So, do you think that you would have even considered them if your husband wasn't going away? Um, it definitely was, it definitely was a push. I mean, my first, mm. my first thought was to go to the doctor and I did yeah. go to the doctor because I, I was feeling so bad, so poorly. And, and she, the first thing that she did, you know, was to offer different, different prescriptions. And I, I really, I didn't want to, to go down that route I had in the past. Mm. And yeah. I, I wanted to try something else first. And that was really the, that was really the motivation behind it. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I know that yoga makes me feel better. I'd been practicing yoga on and off for years leading up to that. Um, and I, at that point, I kind of fell off of my practice, like I said, because mm-hmm. I, because I had these small kids and I wasn't yeah. prioritizing, you know, my own self-care. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start there and I'm going to commit to doing that. And I'm going to reassess in 30 days and see, and see how I feel. And I knew that I needed to take care of myself because that I knew that that was going to impact how I was showing up for my kids. Yeah. And I really wanted, you know, to be the best mom that I, that I could be during a time when I knew that they would really need me. So, I mean, I don't know, I'm not sure if I would have, if I would have really fully gone down this path, maybe not. It had, had I not felt as bad as I did. So I do think, you know, they're in reflecting back there, there was purpose in the pain that I, mm-hmm. that I went through. And, um, and I'm grateful for it now. I mean, mm. I never would I never would have thought I would be saying that then. Yeah. You know, that I'm grateful <laughs> for this really tough time. But like now that I'm through it and it's led me to where I am, I, I am uh, truly grateful for it. Yeah. Because mm. it's always uh, the reason I asked that question, because I, it occurs to me a lot when I speak to people on the podcast, because I think 
difficult moments are, are invariably leaving clues, giving us a giving us a different path of direction, and it's having that ability like you have and have and had to to basically take the, the clues and use them not just to your advantage. You know, everybody reap the benefits of those. Your family, and obviously, we'll get into it in a second. A lot of the amazing work you're doing with your with your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what, what I wanted to ask is around. So there was a combination of things that you were doing: yoga, uh, Reiki, and EFT. So were they? Was it important to combine them, or did one just organically lead to the next? For me, it was really one. One just led to the next, okay. and I really allowed myself to just follow the follow the nudges I will call them yeah. soul nudges yeah. as to explore different things and I always encourage other people to do that too because what works for one person isn't going to always work for the next person you know we're all we're all different and um, these are the tools that I have found that that have worked really really well for me and um, and that's why I'm so passionate about sharing them okay wonderful so I'm just keen to explore some to the ignorance I've got around Reiki. If we can get into that, and then I'm sure. super keen to get into what the work, how EFT works. And so Reiki is a Japanese form of energy healing. And I I was introduced to that because I was at the yoga studio and one of my teachers who was doing sound healing, which was another, which is another modality that that I was introduced to at that time. And that class of listening to these bowls and feeling the vibration of the bowls kind of took me to this, this other, other place. I don't know how else to describe it. I just, it, it, I just felt so calm and so good. Right. And so I stayed after class and I was talking to the teacher about it. And I learned that she was a Reiki master and that she utilized these bowls when she, when she did her Reiki sessions. And so I was like, I need to try that, you know? So I I went and I had my first session with her and it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable because not only now everybody does Reiki a little bit different, I think, but when I had my session with her, she was having all of these, um, what I would describe as divine downloads Mm -hmm. messages coming through that she was, that she was sharing with me that just really, really resonated. And, um, and it was because of that, that I, and because of how I felt when I laid on that table and I, I could literally feel the energy moving through my body and I felt so much lighter afterwards Mm -hmm. and knowing that, okay, you know, I don't necessarily understand exactly what's happening right now. But what I can say is that my body feels really, really good. And I want to learn more about this. Um, And so I went on to study under that teacher and, um, and learn how we can channel that, that energy um, ourselves, and you can do Reiki on yourself. And then you can also uh, do Reiki on, on other people. And, um, and it just really kind of opened my opened my mind up to so much. And it helped me really tune into my intuition mm. and the thoughts that came through. And, and when I do Reiki on people, it's uh, I like I say, too, it's divinely guided. And the messages that that come through, I, I share every step of the way. And um, sometimes there are messages that really you know, the person understands right away. Sometimes these analogies come through for me and I'm 
I try to make sense of them, you know, um, and sometimes I just have to say whatever's coming to me. So I can give you an example. Um, one of my Reiki sessions, I was working with a woman and I was, you know, feeling her, feeling her energy. So it's a, this, this practice of feeling someone's energy. And, and I, I know that some of this can be hard to grasp for people. Um, but I would just say, I would just say, have an open mind mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But, um, and as I felt her energy and I got towards her hips, I felt my body kind of like moving in a circle. And I was like, what is happening? And I was like, I feel like I'm dancing. No, I'm not dancing. And then I just had the thought, I'm like, I feel like I'm hula hooping. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know what exactly that means, but I like it, you know? And she just like stopped me during the session. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, I love to hula hoop and I haven't done it in wow. a really long time. I mean, this is a grown woman. Like I, I did not know her, right? This is the first time I met her. And she's like, I, I mean, how many grown women do you know that, that hula hoop yeah. regularly? Like, <laughs> you know? And so she's like, oh yeah, I have a, a weighted hula hoop in my garage and I like to go out there and turn on the music mm. and I really haven't done it in a while. I was like, okay, well, your boss is like literally screaming for you to do that. Like you need some fun, you need to like Mm. some movement. And so it's things like that, that kind of come through. Um, And, and we, it's a process of, you know, releasing what isn't serving you and and letting it go and, um, and aligning your, aligning your, your chakras. Um, And it can be a really, really magical experience. It (laughs) sounds fascinating. So are you extracting energy from your client, it, it, it use this lady as an example, mm-hmm. and you. So you. So it feels like to me in that in that um, example that you extracted something from her energy. From energy, it was almost like I was. I would energy. say. I- yeah, I would say I was like tuned into her energy okay. and I could kind okay. of feel feel the things that she was feeling, um, and sometimes it can be helpful for someone to have that outside perspective Mm. um, and, and acknowledging that. And and sometimes we need to hear it from someone else to be like, Oh yeah, I really haven't been doing what's fun for me. Right. Like, um, and yeah, that was a, that was a very powerful Mm. experience for her and for me, because I was like, Oh my gosh, do I really want to say to this woman that I feel like I'm hula hooping? Like that seems absolutely ridiculous, you know? (laughs) Um, But, but that, that was just, you know, that's my, my ego trying to like get in the way. And, and so it's just like, I just have to let the, whatever comes through, trust that whatever's coming through is coming through for a reason. Okay. Okay. And just one more question around that. So when we tune in to somebody's energy, are we just given an honest appraisal of what we feel? We offer that to mm-hmm. the client and then they can make, hopefully they can make some sense of that and use that to, to, to advance themselves yes yes it's not like i it's not like i am i'm like a conduit for the energy mm. that's that's kind of coming okay. through okay um i don't yeah i wouldn't say that i'm you know they are healing themselves the mm. energy is going where where it needs to go i'm just um kind of guiding them guiding them through that process okay. and to, just because i'm fascinated by this because i've never had yeah. a conversation around this before so if somebody, you know, obviously today, particularly the last three years have been quite stressful. So I imagine Reiki is something that, you know, everybody should work out and consider. And there's been a yeah. lot of pent up, the negative energy because of stress, because of the way that life has unfolded. 
And can Reiki be used to try and draw out those negative feelings that we have and maybe understand those emotions or, or that energy and maybe replace it with something else? Yeah, I, I I definitely think so. I think it's it's this process of releasing what isn't what isn't serving you and um, and helping that energy to kind of leave your body and transmute and transform into into something that is positive and and love um, and. Yeah. And I, and I'm a big believer in that as we, we let go of things that isn't, that aren't serving us, we now have created this space to invite in what it is that you want. So I oftentimes when I'm, I'm ending a session, we'll have people, you know, think of whether it's like a color or uh, an emotion that they want to, they want to embody and just, you know, wrap themselves up in that visualization um, and that feeling to 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 fill that space that we've that we've let go of of whatever else was there okay wonderful okay so that sounds really interesting really really intrigued by it um so yeah so ef so yeah so e ft mm-hmm. the reason i hesitated then was because people talk talk so much today about nfts i didn't want to say nft Oh right. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, didn't really, I didn't want to get it confused with NFTs. Um, so yeah, so EFT, I'm dying for you to give me some insights around what it is and how it works. Yeah, definitely. So EFT stands for emotional freedom technique, and then it is also referred to as tapping. Um, sometimes people will even refer to it as um, psychological acupressure, right? Okay. And when I describe it, I often compare it to acupuncture simply because people are more familiar with acupuncture, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go to an acupuncturist, they take those tiny little needles and they put yeah. them in at certain points of your body. And the points that they're putting those needles in in at are the end points of the meridians and the meridians are how energy moves through the body. So just like how blood moves through our blood vessels, energy moves through our meridians. And sometimes that energy can, can get stuck. Um, and so Reiki is a way to help, help move it. And EFT is a way to help move it. And so I know, again, some of this stuff can feel really out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's some woo woo crazy Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, it's hard to sometimes get your head wrapped around it. But what I think I love so much about EFT is that there is a lot of science behind it. Um, So instead of putting needles in with tapping, we are gently tapping on certain points of our upper body, basically our head and our, and our chest area. Um, and in doing so, what's, what's happening internally is that a message is being sent to the amygdala in the brain. And the amygdala is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight, right? And that part of the brain is there to help protect you. So if you're in a situation where you need to fight back or you need to run away, it triggers, right? But when we're talking about dealing with anxiety and stress and overwhelm and even physical pain, and that that amygdala can be firing. So that alarm can be going off in, in your brain on a regular basis. And when that is happening all the time, as opposed to just when you're in a dangerous situation, which I feel like, especially with everything that's happened over the past few years, you know, our, our nervous systems, we're, we're in that, that 
that fight or flight mode, yeah. right? That, that yeah. nervousness, right? So we need to regulate our, our nervous system. So what's happening as we're tapping on these points, a message is going to the amygdala and it's saying, Hey, you're not actually in fight or flight right now. Um, you, and, and it tells your body that you're not in fight or flight. And it has shown, it is scientifically shown that it reduces the amount of cortisol pumping through your body by up to 43%. And cortisol is the stress hormone. Mm. So if you can just simply tap and breathe when you start to feel super stressed out and super overwhelmed and be able to reduce the cortisol in your body by that much, I mean, that's a pretty phenomenal thing. And you can begin to feel better rather, rather quickly, feel calmer, right? And because when we're in that heightened state, it's very difficult to make good decisions yep. because your your brain is kind of like all over the place right like the thoughts are just kind of i just get this like yeah. vision of like running back and forth in your mind you can't think straight and so when you can calm that down then the information can flow to the prefrontal cortex part of the brain so you can make those good decisions because when we have a calm body we can have the calm mm-hmm. mind so it really is that that mind body connection there and i think the one thing that's different between tapping and acupuncture is that there's this added component of speaking out loud and saying out loud how you're how you're feeling um, and in doing so you're, you're speaking as you're tapping on these different points and it helps to create these cognitive shifts and and create this awareness and it's um it's pretty amazing. So when you, if you were talking about someone who's feeling really stressed out, let's say, and you can just tap on these points and be saying, I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. And you just say it over and over. You tap on all of the points and you notice where your mind goes as you move through that practice. And maybe it goes to something specific that's going on right now at work that you're really stressed out about. So then you can, you, you try to get as specific as you can. So then you can tap on that project or my boss is driving me crazy, whatever comes up. And it really is this process of connecting the dots to see where it goes. So sometimes it's something that comes up that makes sense, right? It's something that's happening right now, like the project at work, but sometimes you can be very surprised and a thought of something that happened a long time ago, like something that you wouldn't even think is related to this just kind of pops up in your, in your mind um, of maybe a time when you were, when you were a kid and you felt really stressed out about something. And so then our mind tries to make sense of it and say, um, you know, well, that, that's not related to this, you know, but with tapping, we would, we would tap on that memory and see where it goes because oftentimes it's like a layering effect of these events that have happened in our life and one impacts the other. And while we're not always cognitively aware of what that connection is, the connection is there and tapping can help to reveal that. That's interesting. So, so when to the surface, things that have been buried in our non-conscious for a period of time, and it's helping us maybe heal and understand those moments. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it really is this process of peeling back the layers to get to the root of it, to get to the root of an issue, right? So like, if we go with the example of, you know, a work project, and maybe your boss snapping at you, Mm. right, and making you feel like you aren't good enough, 
right? And that really upsets you. That triggers this like this feeling in your body, right? Of of upset and and anger maybe. It's it's probably not just the fact that he snapped at you. It's prob that's probably being tri- like that's probably triggering you because of other experiences in your yeah. life where you felt that and that it's like compounding, okay. right? Okay, yeah. And so to be able to release that um tapping can help you to to figure out why you're being so triggered right and so there are a lot of scientific studies that show that this is extremely tapping is extremely helpful for uh people that suffer from PTSD and a study was done for on veterans who uh who were diagnosed with PTSD they did tapping with these veterans i think i think it was either 6 or 8 weeks consecutive consecutively with them by the end of that period of time 90% of the people that were in this that were in this group uh had reduced symptoms mm-hmm. of PTSD and then 6 months later they checked back in with them and the symptoms were still reduced so i mean that's pretty mm-hmm. that's pretty phenomenal and as a military spouse it makes me really yeah. happy to know that like this type of tool is yeah. can be so effective with PTSD and trauma yeah absolutely so with um EFT when when we're practicing this do we practice it simply when we have those anxious moments or can we practice it anyway just to yeah just to soothe us and to support us i definitely recommend to tap regularly because like any tool that we have in our toolbox the more comfortable we are with using it the easier it's going mm. to be when you are in that state of anxiety or overwhelm to be able to pull that out and and use it if you're only saving it for when you're feeling bad it's going to be a lot more yeah. difficult to implement so um even i tell people even if you're doing it just a couple minutes a day you know and attaching it to a um a practice that you already have so um you know some people will tap while they're in the shower right yeah. like you're just really? hanging out in there anyway or yeah. or if you are someone who meditates right like every day add a few minutes of tapping before before or after you meditate and you know it, it's definitely helpful to do on a regular basis for okay. sure Okay and for people listening that might be curious on this question as well as I am in terms of where we tap mm-hmm. are there differences in terms of is there just one place we tap or are there multiple places that we tap? So there are yeah there are multiple points to to tap on um and if you want I can walk you walk you through it and I also yeah. have a PDF that I can share with you that maybe you could put in the show notes yeah, notes so that people can see it yeah that'd be amazing um Yeah, so the first point is on the pinky side of the hand, so like that, you know, fleshy part. part. Yeah, <laughs> that pinky side of the hand and you can be with either hand. So, I'm using the four fingers of my right hand to tap on the pinky side of my left hand. And that's the first point, and then the second point is right at the crown of the head, the top of the head. So when they like when you go to the doctor and they're telling you how, you know, measuring how tall you are and they bring that thing down to see how tall you are, it's right in the center of your head. The next point is at the start of the eyebrows. So I just use my index finger and middle finger to tap on the the beginning part of the eyebrow closest to the nose on both eyebrows. And then we go to the side of the eye. So on the uh, eye bone at the side of the eye. Then we go under the eye on the bone underneath the eye. 
Then we go under the nose. So for the nose, there's that 90 degree angle where the lip and the nose come together. That's where you want to be tapping. And then we go to the chin crease. So between the bottom lip and the chin on that crease. And then we go to the collarbone. So on the collarbone, we have like the center of the neck. You go down about an inch and a half and then over about an inch, inch and a half. So you're really on the fleshy part underneath the collarbone. And then the next point is under the arm. So about two and a half inches down from the armpit. For women, it's like the center of the bra strap. And then the last point is on the back of the hand between the pinky and the ring finger. And so that is what we call a round of tapping. And it's literally because we're tapping in a circular, you know, from going from point to point, it kind of makes a circle. Um, And that's it. And so you, as you go through that and you tap on these points, you can notice you know, is there a particular point that I happen to touch on anyway, right, right, that your body is naturally drawn to touching. So for example, if you're someone who's like at work, and you're overwhelmed, right, do you naturally bring your hands to mm-hmm. your to the sides of your eyes and yeah. maybe rub there, right? Or if you're somebody who's thinking, maybe do you bring your hand to like, you know, I put my elbow down on my desk, and I kind of just like tap on my chin, like that mm-hmm. thinker position, yeah. right? Um, and just notice how, how, what you're naturally touching. And then also like, which point feels the best? Cause most people will have a point that's like, oh yeah, I like that one, you know? Um, and if you take nothing else away, know that you can tap on just that point and do some deep breaths when you start to feel overwhelmed and that's going to help you to feel better. So I will say that if you take nothing else away from this, just find one of those points that you, that you're drawn to and know that tapping on it and doing some deep breathing is going to send that message to the amygdala telling your body, Hey, you don't need to be in fight or flight, reducing that amount of cortisol and in turn helping you to feel, feel calmer. I think everybody can relate to those heightened moments of stress and invariably we don't manage ourselves very well in those moments and you know a lot of people who listen to this i'm sure are adults and still have those moments now when you know something happens at work or something happens with our partner or something happens with a service provider it can be anything and it pushes all those wrong buttons and in those moments we invariably unless probably using something like this don't cover ourselves in glory in terms of how we react so it's mm-hmm. great that you've got these tools that, that you can use. And if, for people that, you know, are thinking, wow, this is wonderful. When is a good time? Maybe, you know, is there a specific time in a day that we should do it morning or evening or does it not really matter? It doesn't matter. Whenever, whenever works for you, it doesn't yeah. matter. The, it doesn't matter the time of day or, you know, the longer that you do it, the more in depth you can be. And you'll, you'll just, you'll find that the thoughts uh, will naturally wander from from one thing to the next. Mm. So the deeper that you can go, the longer that you do it. But even just doing it for a couple of minutes is going to help you feel better. Yeah. Do you? It's interesting. I'm just going back to what you said earlier about you know how it can pull up you know random things that you know that have been buried in buried in in our past. Is that interesting to you? The fact that it might just a moment might unearth something that 
happened in our childhood or maybe in our teens that we hadn't processed. So you can talk a little bit around that. Does yeah. That really surprise you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I've been doing it for as long mm. as I have, it doesn't necessarily surprise me yeah. um, when it when it happens. However, the first time that it happened for me personally, oh yeah, I was surprised. Mm. Like I was like, "What the heck is happening?" Mm. And so it was actually when I back to that time when I was feeling really stressed out, I was first introduced to this tool. I was introduced to it in a group setting. Um, and, and in that group setting, we tapped together as a group and I felt calmer. Um, and I was intrigued because I didn't understand why I felt calmer and I wanted to understand why, right. I'm uh, like analytical in that way. Uh, I wanted to understand why. And so I um, decided to decided to have some one-on-one sessions with this practitioner. And when I found out that this could help with physical pain, because I was dealing with so much um, pain in my jaw because of my, my TMJ problems and all the stress that I was having, and I'd been trying all sorts of different things to, to help that pain from wearing a, a night guard retainer thing at night when I was sleeping because I was grinding my teeth um, to, you know, putting uh, peppermint oil and and rubbing it on my jaw um, to, you know, avoiding certain foods that were harder. You know, I was doing all sorts of things to try and make myself feel better and nothing was really working. So I was like, all right, let's see if this tapping thing can, can help me out. Right. I was, I was skeptical. And so I will say, if you're skeptical, like that's totally fine. I was, I was there too. Um, But as we, as I went through this process with the practitioner and the way that it works when you're working with a practitioner is that practitioner is going to help guide you through the process. So their job is to ask you a bunch of different questions. Right. So I was telling her that I had this pain in my jaw and that it was, and she asked me how it made me feel. And I told her that it was very frustrating. It felt very limiting because I couldn't do certain things. And so we would use those words to tap on the points as we went around saying, it's so frustrating. I hate that it's so limiting. That, that, and I would, she would say the sentence, mm-hmm. I would repeat the sentence after her and we would tap on the points. And then she would continue to ask me more questions, right? Like, how long has this been bothering you? And, um, you know, my TMJ problem started about 15 years earlier, right? That's when it first started for me. So I told her about that. I told her about how um, it all it all began when I got my wisdom teeth out and how really? I had to. Um, wow. Yeah, I had my wisdom teeth out. And what I didn't know, you know, they put me under and they actually dislocated my jaw okay. to remove my wisdom teeth. And I you know, now this is 15 years later. And as I'm telling this to her, I was angry, right? Like, so all this anger starts to starts to come out. So we're tapping on how angry I am at the doctor. Mm. And then we started tapping on how I felt betrayed by the doctor, because I did not know that he was going to do that, right? I was, I was, I was young, I'm sure I signed my life Mm. away before before I had that those wisdom teeth out. But I didn't know he was going to do that. So it was this really this, this feeling of betrayal. So when that happened, this is where it gets interesting. All of a sudden, I had a thought that, again, in my mind, wasn't related, but I had a thought of how I was betrayed by a friend. And um, and I said to this, this woman, you know, I... Um, I have this thought. I don't think it's related, but you know, you keep telling me to tell you whatever I'm thinking, you know, so this is what I'm thinking. She's like, okay, we're going to tap on it anyway, even though you don't think it's related. I was like, okay. So we tapped on the, how I felt betrayed by this friend. And then ultimately it ended with me feeling sad 
that I had lost this friendship, right? So this was an hour long session, which started with me feeling really frustrated Mm -hmm. about this pain and ended with me feeling sad about losing this friend. And never in a million years would I have thought that that was the direction that that session was going to go in. And I I should say that at the beginning of the session, she asked me to rate the pain that I was in on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst. And I had said I was at an eight. And then at the end of that one hour session, she asked me to tune back in and and rate the pain. And I was at a two. And that blew me away. So again, I wasn't like, I wasn't sure what the heck was happening. Right. Um, But I liked that there was science behind it. And I liked that I could, you know, learn more and study, study more about, about the why. But I do always like to remind people that if you, if you do this, and especially if you're working on something deeper, if you're dealing with trauma or, or, or something that you've been dealing with for a long time, I would recommend doing it with a, with a practitioner to help guide you through the process. Um, but I don't, I've like lost my train of thought there, but, but it, it, it's amazing how, how it can go from one, mm. one thing to the next. And you just, the, the, the release, you know, the, the, the awareness that, that, wow, I was really holding on to that feeling of anger and betrayal. That was clearly to me that there was a clear connection between those emotions and the pain that I was in, in my jaw. So, um, you know, to be able to then go on and, and read about some of these studies that had happened and, and and understand the science was pretty cool. So, yeah, I don't know. That, that, <laughs> that's my. That, sorry, carry on. Oh no, that no, that's it. That's like that's what really sold me on it, and why I continued to to mm. learn and practice and keep going. Mm. My question was: Did that remedy the what was going on? Did that, you know? I mean, it made a significant difference. It Mm. made a significant difference in my pain levels. And it was something then that I could continue to do. So now I don't have flare ups like I did back then, because if, if something, if something starts to feel off for me, if I start to feel something going on in my jaw, I'm like, Oh, something's going on. Mm. I need to take some time and tap because I know there's some sort of emotional component that is contributing to what I'm feeling. It's just, it's where I carry my stress. And so when I take the time to then acknowledge it, listen to my body and be like, okay, I need to do something about this, acknowledge it, I can release it, right? So it's like that whole idea of not running from, not running from your pain, not running from your your emotions, which can be be challenging for people, Mm -hmm. right? Because like, we don't like, we, we don't like feeling angry. We don't like feeling pain or sad or frustrated. We don't like feeling those things. So we most of the time push it down. We distract ourselves, throw ourselves into something else to try and forget mm. about whatever that thing is that's upsetting us. And, of, and for the short term, that can work, right? But then in the long term, that, that doesn't work. Like it catches okay. back up to you, right? And so it's just, it's learning to listen to your body so that you can you can let that, let that emotion go and um, learn how to do that. And this has been a practice that really has taught me how to do that. It sounds like a game changer for you. Yeah. Big time, big time game changer. Yeah. So, and I I guess when we, when we experience those moments and we have those feelings, I guess you would have to wait till you get home. If you're driving, I need to get home and then you would engage it when you get home and you would go through that process. Or, mm-hmm. or if it's yeah. or if it's deeper, as you suggested, you would engage a 
a practitioner that is skilled in this area and they would be able to support you. Yeah, because when you're in something deep or when you're having some really intense feelings, mm-hmm. right? It's like you are, I always envision it as like being in the center of a, of a tornado, like you're mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And so when you're in it, it is very hard to see anything differently. Mm-hmm. And so working with someone, they can, they can kind of see things from a different perspective and they can see when you're telling your story or you're telling what's going on with you, they can see, Oh, that, that seems to be really an important piece. Mm -hmm. Like let's start there. But when you're in it, so everything feels the same, everything feels intense. Everything feels important. That sometimes it's hard to, you know, differentiate where to, where to start, what to say, that kind of thing. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, your, your, your life, this obviously impacted you so much that you were like, I'm going to, you know, um, study this, get accredited, and now you support your clients. Tell me about that decision. Did it was it did it just seem organic to you to to become a an, an EFT practitioner practitioner even? Yeah, it was interesting, kind of how things evolved. So at that time when I when I was first introduced to this, right, my my profession at that time was I'm a marketer and I was doing contract work working with entrepreneurs um, with their marketing efforts, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And when, and as an entrepreneur, there are a lot of emotional things Mm -hmm. that can come up that can like, you know, stop you from moving forward, feelings of like not feeling good enough or comparing yourself to other people, that sort of thing. So in helping people with their marketing, sometimes they would share some of the other stuff that was going on. And then it kind of naturally was like, oh, hey, well, I'm doing this thing. You want to try it with me? You know? And so I was doing it a little bit with people just because I was doing it myself. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing that, so when I started sharing it a little bit like that, um, I was, I realized, oh, I really want to go get certified. Mm -hmm. I want to get smart on how to do this like the the right way you know and and that really led me down that path of of getting um going through the certification process through EFT International and um and going on this journey and then starting to work with clients in a in a different way you know and and really focusing on the emotional side of things and pain and trauma yeah it's all incredibly interesting and very new to me but I'm just intrigued by that you know, when we have those pains or something going on, mm-hmm. just in terms of what you revealed a second ago about what these things could be linked to, are you intrigued by mm-hmm. that about the idea oh, that yeah. could be going on? But if yeah. they start EFT, it's, it's going to, I don't know, I don't know where it's going to take me and what it's going to, you know, insights is going to provide. Yeah, totally. And, um, and I think a lot of the time, particularly when when we're talking about pain, you know, people have tried all sorts of different things. And when you get when you're in pain, you get to a point where you're like, well, I'm ready, I'll try anything. You know what I mean? So I've definitely had people come to me that that are just dealing with pain, they're frustrated, they tried all these other things, someone told them about tapping, they're skeptical, but they're willing to try anything at that point. I mean, I did a, I did a workshop recently um, and it was with a, uh, it was a support group for people who have fibromyalgia and um, you know, fibromyalgia, you have all sorts of different physical pains. And in the workshop, I asked for a volunteer and this woman was, had never tapped before 
And I asked her if she was dealing with pain in that moment. And she said she'd been in some pretty, pretty bad pain the last three days in her knees. And I, I walked her through the process. I was asking her all of those similar types of questions that the practitioner asked me that I just described before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we didn't, because it was a workshop, it, you know, it's a little limited amount of time. So I probably tapped with her for about 15 minutes, but she was started off at a nine and by the end of it, I think she said she was at a two or a three, wow. but she was, fe- and she had been, she had said she had basically been on her couch for three days, unable to really do anything because her knees were causing her so much pain. Incredible. And as we, and, and as we kind of tapped through it and she started like recognizing, like it is working. Wait, I, mm. I do feel better. You know, she was, she was super surprised by it. And she said, um, she said, it really freaked me out. Mm. Like, this is freaking me out. And I said, you know, I, and I, and I understand that because our logical minds want to understand why, mm. right? Like, I think that's human nature. We want to know why it works. Yeah, but I like to re- right. And I, and I like to remind people like, that's great. And I understand that because I, I want to understand why too, but let's not, let that impact the fact that you're feeling better. Let's just have a little bit of gratitude for how your body is responding right now, you know, and like, don't worry so much about the why, but just focus on the fact that you're feeling good and, mm-hmm. um, and let that feeling, let that feeling expand. So, but it was, that was a really, that was a really cool experience for her. And it was a cool experience for me to be able to guide her through that, through that process and to ha- for her to have such a, a big difference in that short period of time that she was like, she was so excited by the end of it. She's like, I'm going to get up. And I'm like, Oh, and like, you know, like, Oh, what is she going to do now that she's not in pain? She's like, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to wash the dishes yeah. <laughs> and because, and I, and, and because, you know, she'd been probably sitting yeah. at her, on her couch, like seeing them all pile up for the last <laughs> few yeah. days. And she, she was just, <laughs> she was just excited to be able to go clean it up. So um, yeah, it's amazing what it can do. So in in a nutshell, is EFT, so so a lot of pain that we have that we can't explain Mm -hmm. is linked to some emotional stuff that has gone on in the past. And EFT is a way of of maybe soothing that and, you know, um, drawing that out and providing some sort of remedy. Yeah. I mean, I want to be clear that the pain is real, right? Because it's like, I don't want people to think like it's a psychosomatic thing. No, the pain, the pain is real. Um, But there, but there definitely is, or uh, in a lot of, in a lot of the clients that I've worked with, there is almost always an emotional component to that, to that physical pain that, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you're aware of it. Sometimes, you know, it, it, it makes sense to you, but sometimes you are not aware of it. I mean, I tapped with a woman um, and she was dealing with, she was dealing with shoulder pain. And when I had asked her, well, how long has this been going on? Um, she had said it was around the same time. It started around the same time that she left her husband. And, um, and then she was talking about, you know, when I asked her to describe like what the pain in her shoulder felt like, she felt like, you know, she was being, she was being choked, like, you know, and there was, there was a connection of um, physical abuse there. Okay. And so okay. that for her, 
that for her was a really a aha moment because she had not realized mm. she had not put the two and two together that this had started when she left her husband, that there were like, you know, she was leaving a, a domestic violence situation and it was like, whoa, oh, there, there, there's probably something there. Yeah. Like that for her was like, oh, there's that it's coming together, you know? And she, she was able to release some of that pain in that session okay. too. Yeah. yeah. It's um, really, really, really interesting. And for people listening to this now and watching who think, wow, this is wonderful. I definitely mm-hmm. would like to explore this. What's the easiest way for people to to begin exploring this? I know you know people can probably recognise from your accent that you're not based in the UK like me. You're based in the states. But would you work with people, you know, regardless of where they are? Yes, I work with people all over the world. Okay, Um, that's like the beauty of of Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. And um, if you're interested in learning more, I do have a free masterclass on my website. Uh, that's specifically about EFT and you can tap along with me and kind of, Mm -hmm. and have your own experience in that masterclass. So the website for that is mind, mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. And, um, yeah, I would, I would direct people there to, to start. And I also have a YouTube channel that, uh, has, has all sorts of tap along videos that people can try based on whatever issue you have going on. I have lots of different topics on there that you can try tapping along with and just, you know, just learning the points is is the starter, just learning the points, tapping and tapping and breathing and see how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And then begin to begin to try it from there. And you can keep it super simple. Like once you learn where the points are, you can, if there's a, let's say, if there's a physical pain, you can just get as specific as you can with the physical pain. So this sharp pointed pain in my left shoulder, and just mm-hmm. say that over and over again on the points, the sharp pointed pain in my left shoulder, and say that again and again until something else comes up until, mm-hmm. you know, another thought comes to mind and then go with that thought. So you yeah. can keep it, you can keep it simple if you want to just try it out yourself mm-hmm. like that. And do you have to trust the when we have these thoughts that that come up that arise from the tapping, you know, do do you encourage people to trust, you know, what you're feeling and and go with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's your body's way of of speaking to you, like mm. through this process. And so, yeah, trusting trusting that what is coming up is coming up for a reason, okay. and the reason is not for you to ignore it, or mm. not for you to say. That's not related. Mm. No, it's coming up for you to explore it, right? So, okay. so being mindful of that. Okay, and j- just uh, just one cu- curious question: How long has EFT been around for? EFT has been around. That's a good question. It's been around for a long time. Um, it was it was originally developed by Gary Craig. I don't know the exact year that mm. that it all started, but I do I do think that it has become more and more popular in the last mm. um, the last five to five to ten years. More needed as well. I yeah, think. yeah, more needed. Okay, so I've got one last question, and this is the reoccurring question. Okay, the reoccurring question is if Lauren could invite three inspirational people for dinner, who would you invite? Yes, it's a good question. I like this question. Okay, so I would probably invite 
Oprah, because I just mm. love her. Mm. Um, Brene Brown, mm. because I love all of the, the research that she has mm. done on, you know, human connection and learning more from that. And uh, Glennon Doyle, who is the author of, of Untamed and Love Warrior. And her, her, her books have been very inspirational for me. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I think she's been, Oprah is like, like Oprah, you know, she, she needs not, Oprah will never struggle to have dinner anywhere because a lot of people <laughs> have said Oprah and uh, right. yeah, she, she's very popular. And uh, what, what I need to do, I was editing an episode recently and somebody said I should have a league table on the website of just, you know, who's popular. So I probably have to go back and do that because. Oh, that's uh, fun. I love yeah, that. Because that would be quite cool. But uh, Lauren, I really, really enjoyed this and it's been incredibly insightful. I've learned a lot and I'm surprised as well about, you know, what we can yield and what we can, how we can benefit by using such a, a, a wonderful technique. So thank you so much for sharing. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's like the one thing that I want people to know is that we all have the answers within mm. us. All the answers yeah. are there. We just yeah. need to figure out how to access them. And these are these are the tools that have helped me do so. And um, and I encourage everyone to to keep searching for the tools that help them do so. Yeah. And if I can be of any help to any of you, like please reach out because that's I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do, we can do some more of these episodes as we as as you know. My point of curiosity has definitely definitely whetted my appetite to know more. And as you've kindly provided, I'll put all your details in the show notes for people watching and listening. They can just contact you directly and maybe they might want to take up your masterclass. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of My Perfect Failure. You can find me at www.myperfectfailure.com and please look out for the next episode of My Perfect Failure. Take care for now. Bye. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode as much as me. I'm sure you agree. Lauren is uh, a true inspiration the work she's doing, not just on herself, but with her clients and people all over the world, helping them transform anxiety and chronic pain. So if you want to find out more about Lauren, you can find her at mindshiftwithlauren.com. So that's mindshiftwithlauren.com. I'll put all the information on the show notes. And for anybody that you know, maybe family or friends, anybody you can think of that really could do with some transformation, whether they're suffering from stress, anxiety, or chronic pain, definitely share this episode with them to give them the support they need. So until the next time, on My Perfect Failure, take care for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to My Perfect Failure podcast. Be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Look out for our next episode.